0: Hi, and welcome to A Path to Healing and Authentic Power podcast. I am your host, Kinsani Glovo. As I mentioned at the end of the previous episode, that this week's episode will go in depth into emotional and mental abuse, and I will share a few tools to help you find the strength to heal after leaving an abusive relationship. Emotional and mental abuse are seriously toxic to your mental health and are commonly overlooked as being called crazy, too sensitive or weak. Let's explore this in more complexity to discover why. Refer to previous episode where I talk about the types of abuse and a few examples. How to recognize the signs of mental and emotional abuse you probably know many of the more obvious signs of mental and emotional abuse but when you're in the midst of it it can be easy to miss the persistent undercurrent of abusive behavior psychological abuse involves a person's attempt to frighten control or isolate you. It's in the abuser's words and actions as well as their persistence in these behaviours. The abuser could be your spouse or a romantic partner. It could be your business partner, a parent or a caregiver. Humiliation, neglect and criticising are forms of mental and emotional abuse, that can often be overlooked. Derogative pet names. This is just more name calling in a not so subtle disguise. Calling you a chubby pumpkin is not a term of endearment. Character assassination. This usually involves the word always. You are always late, wrong, screwed up disagreeable and so on basically they are saying that you are not a good person yelling yelling screaming and swearing are meant to intimidate and make you feel small let's talk about why it qualifies as abuse humiliation neglecting and criticizing these tactics are meant to undermine your self-esteem The abuse is harsh and unrelenting in big and small matters. Here are some examples. Name calling. They blatantly call you stupid, a loser, or too awful words to repeat here. And inconsequential. It might be accompanied by fist pounding or throwing things. Patronizing. Oh, sweetie, I know you tried, but this is just beyond your understanding, is a good example of patronizing. Public embarrassment. They pick fights, expose your secrets, or make fun of your shortcomings in public. Dismissiveness. You tell them about something that's important to you, and they say it's nothing. Body language like eye rolling, smirking, head shaking and sighs help to convey the same message. Joking. The jokes might have a grain of truth to them or be completely fabricated. Either way, they make you feel and look foolish. Sarcasm. Often just a dig in disguise. When you object, they claim to have been teasing and telling you to stop taking everything so seriously, insulting your appearance. They tell you just before you go out that your hair is ugly or your outfit is terrible. Belittling your accomplishments. Your abuser might tell you that your achievements mean nothing, Or they may even claim responsibility for your success. Put downs of your interests. They might tell you that your hobby is a childish waste of time or you're out of your league when you're playing sports. Really, they just would rather you not participate without them. Pushing your buttons. Once your abuser knows what knows about something that annoys you, they'll bring it up or do it every chance they can get. As I mentioned earlier, that lowering your self-worth by belittling you and insulting you can cause serious harm to your mind. Control and shame are further examples. Control and shame is another way in which your partner can manipulate you Here's a few examples. Threats. Telling you they'll take your children away and disappear or say that there's no telling what I might do. Monitoring your whereabouts. They want to know where you are all the time and insist that you respond to calls or texts immediately. They might show up just to see if you are where you are supposed to be digital spying they might check your internet history emails texts and call logs they might even demand your password one-sided decision-making they might close a joint bank account cancel your doctor's appointment or speak with your boss without asking Financial control. They might keep bank accounts in, the, in their name only and make you ask for money. You might be expected to account for every penny or cent you spend. Lecturing. Overstressing your errors with a long monologue making it clear that they think that you are beneath them. Direct orders, from getting my dinner now, to stop taking the pill. Orders are expected to be followed despite your plans, to the contrary. Outbursts, you were told to cancel that outing with your friends or put the car in the garage, but you did not, so now you have to put up with a red-faced Terence about how uncooperative you are. Treating you like a child. They tell you what to wear, what and how much to eat, or which friends you can see. Artificial helplessness. They may say that they don't know how to do something. Sometimes it's easier to do it yourself than to explain it. They know this And take advantage of it. Unpredictability. They explode with rage out of nowhere and suddenly shower you with affections or become dark and moody at the drop of a hat to keep you walking on eggshells. They walk out. In social situations stomping out of the room leaving you holding the bag At home, it's a tool to keep the problem unresolved. Using others. Abusers may tell you that everyone thinks you're crazy or that they all say you're wrong. Blaming you for causing them to abuse you is a form of abuse in itself. Here's how. Accusing, blaming and denial. This behaviour comes from an abuser's insecurities. They want to create a hierarchy in which you're at the bottom and they and they are on top. Here are a few examples. Jealousy. They are flirting or cheating on them. Turning the tables. They say you cause their rage and control issues by being such a pain. Denying something you know is true. An abuser will deny that an argument, or even that an argument took place. This is called gaslighting. It's meant to make you question your own memory and sanity. Using guilt. They might say something like, you owe me this, Look at all I've done for you in attempts attempt to get their way. Provoking then blaming. Abusers know just how to upset you. But once the trouble starts, it's your fault for creating it. Denying their abuse. When you complain about their attacks, abusers will deny it. Seemingly bewildered at the very thoughts of it. Accusing you of abuse. They say that you are the one who has anger and control issues and they're the helpless victim. Trivializing. When you want to talk about your hurt feelings, they accuse you of overreacting and making mountains out of mole hills. Saying you have no sense of humor. Abusers make personal jokes about you. If you object, they'll tell you to lighten up. Blaming you for your problems. Whatever's wrong in your life is all your fault. You're not supportive enough, didn't do enough. or or stuck your nose where it didn't belong. Destroying and denying. They might crack your phone screen or lose your keys, then deny it. Not honouring your feelings and ignoring yourself in order to please others refers to emotional neglect. Let's further explore this topic. Emotional Neglect and Isolation Abusers tend to place their own emotional needs ahead of yours. Many abusers will try to come between you and people who are supportive of you to make sure you depend on them. They do this by demanding respect. They perceive... Demanding respect, no apparent error will go unpunished, and you are expected to defy to them, but it's only a one-way street. Demanding respect, no apparent error will go unpunished, and they expect you to defer to them. But it's a one-way street. Shutting down communication. They will ignore your attempts at conversations in person, by text or by phone. Dehumanizing you. They'll look away when you're talking or stare at something else when they speak to you. Keeping you from socializing. Whenever you have a plan to go out, they will come up with a distraction or beg you not to go. Trying to come between you and your family. They will tell your family members that you don't want to see them or make excuses why you can't attend family functions. Withholding affection. They won't touch you, not even to hold your hand or pat you on the shoulder. They may refuse sexual relations to punish you or to get you to do something. Tuning you out. They will wave you off, change the subject, or or just plain ignore you when you want to talk about your relationship. Actively working to turn the tables against you. They will tell your co-workers, friends and even your family that you are unstable and prone to hysterics. Calling you needy. When you are really down and out and reach out for support, they will tell you that you are needy or the world can't stop turning for your little problems. Interrupting. You're on the phone or texting, and they get in your face to let you know that your attention should be on them. Indifference. They see you hurt or crying and do nothing. Disputing your feelings. Whatever you feel, they'll say you are wrong to feel that way or that it's not really what you feel at all. If your partner is preventing you from doing things to to uplift yourself and gain independence, then that can be then that can also be emotionally draining to your spirits. Let's talk more about this. Codependence. A codependent relationship is when everything you do is in reaction to your abuser's behavior. They need you just as much to boost their own self-esteem. You've forgotten how to be any other way. It's a vicious circle of unhealthy behavior. You might be codependent if you are unhappy in your relationship, but fear alternatives. Constantly neglect your own needs for the sake of others. Ditch friends and sideline your family to please your partner. Frequently seek out your partner's approval. Critique yourself through the eyes of your abuser. Ignoring your own instincts. Make a lot of sacrifices to please the other person but it's not reciprocated. Would rather live in the current state of chaos than be alone? Bite your tongue and repress your feelings to keep the peace. Feel responsible and take the blame of something you did. Defend your abuser when others point out what's happening. Try to rescue them from themselves. Feel guilty when you stand up for yourself. Think you deserve this treatment. Believe that nobody else could ever want to be with you. Change your behavior to respond to guilt. Your abuser would say, I can't live without you. For you to stay what are the short and long-term effects of emotional abuse short-term effects you might be in denial at first it can be shocking to find yourself in such a situation it's natural to hope that you are wrong you may also have feelings of confusion fear Hopelessness and shame. This emotional toll can also result in behavioral and physical side effects. You may experience difficulty concentrating, moodiness, muscle tension, nightmares, racing heartbeats and various aches and pains. Long-term effects. Studies show that severe emotional abuse can be as risky as physical abuse. Over time, both can contribute to low self-esteem and depression. You may also develop anxiety, chronic pain, guilt, insomnia, social withdrawals, and loneliness. Some research shows that emotional abuse may contribute to conditions such as chronic fatigue syndrome. What to do? If you are being mentally and emotionally abused, trust your instincts. Know that it isn't right that you and that you don't have to live this way. If you fear immediate physical vi- violence, call 10111 or your local emergency services. Contact the following organizations if you can't get a hold of an emergency service. People Oppressed to Woman Abuse at zero one one six four two four three four or zero one one six four two four three six Chrome at zero seven one one seven two Three six five seven Stop Gender Violence Helpline at zero eight zero zero one five zero one five zero and Lifeline South African Helpline at zero Eight six one three two two three two two otherwise your choices come down to the specifics of your situation. Here's what to do. Accept that the abuse is not your responsibility. Don't try to reason with the abuser. You may want to help, but it's unlikely that you'll break this pattern of behaviour without a professional counsellor. That's their responsibility. Disengage and set personal boundaries. Decide you won't respond to abuse or get stuck into arguments. Stick to it. Lomit exposure to the abuser as much as, as much as possible. Exit the relationship or circumstance. If possible, cut all ties. Make it clear that it's over and don't look back. You might want to find a therapist who can show you a healthy way to move forward. Give yourself time to heal. Reach out to supportive family and friends. And if you are at school, talk to a teacher or guidance counsellor. If you think it will help, find a therapist who can help you in your recovery. When you are ready to begin recovery, emotional abuse can lead to mental and physical symptoms that shouldn't be ignored. But what works for one person may not work for another. Not everyone is ready to begin recovery right away. When you are ready to take the first steps, you may find it helpful to start with any of the following tips. Engage in physical activities to improve yourself, such as physical exercising, getting back in touch with your social life, improving your diet, make rest a priority, reach out for support from family and friends, and find a professional if you decide to seek out for professional help look for someone with experience in emotional abuse or trauma you can ask your primary care physician or other doctors for references or referrals ask friends and family for recommendations Call your local hospital and ask if they have mental health professionals on staff. Search for psychologytoday.com to find a psychologist within your province or nearby area. Here are a few more tools to help with your healing journey. Journaling Journaling is the process in which you reflect on how you are feeling routinely. Journaling can help you to also become more mindful of your day and become more in tune with your emotions. Writing in a journal is like talking to a friend who will never spread your secrets. This will also help you to accept what you are are feeling why you are feeling this way and start to deal with your feelings. This also helps if you can't speak to anyone because of your circumstances and will help you to navigate your emotions. Gratitude Although you will find this quite challenging in the beginning, This technique can help you to see further than your current circumstances. Start each day with at least one thing that you are grateful for and as you get used to doing this you can increase the list of things that you are grateful for. Doing this can help you change your mindsets and maybe give you a reason to carry on and love. Feeling trapped in your own mind can kill your spirits completely, but by practicing this as often as possible, you can slowly free yourself. Affirmations. Self-talk can empower you from self-hatred to self-love and kindness. By being compassionate and caring towards yourself can really improve your self-growth in being more comfortable in who you are and what you are capable of and to re-evaluate what you deserve from yourself and others. Here are a few affirmations to start you off with. I love and approve of myself just as I am. I am perfect, whole, and complete. I deserve the best out of life. I am worthy and enough. Try to say this to yourself while looking into your eyes through a mirror. Start off by saying this at least ten times. I now leave you with this poem. You are filled with doubts of the magic inside you, but it's all I see. Thank you for listening and goodbye.